no matter the kind of change that you want to create in your life, your health, or your business, thought management alone just won't get you there. Not if you're giving away your energy or getting stuck in the pattern of creating your own energy leaks. Listening to this episode to learn how to collect and direct your energy so that you can start working with your very nature, brain, nervous system, emotional body, and your energetic design. This is how you create change that sticks. It's time to stop sabotaging your own energy and be the vibrant, powerful creator you're designed to be. Listening to this episode of I Am Vibrant. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of I Am Vibrant. I'm Leah Lund. Science has long shown us what Einstein said so many years ago. Everything is energy, and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. Now, most of you know that you are energy, yet few people know how to master their own. You might be working really hard to change your thinking and yet sabotaging your very own energy. And when that happens, you get stuck in a loop of giving your energy away without even realizing it. In this episode, I'm going to cover the problem with mindset management alone, how you might be working against your own brain and your energetic design and not even realize it, the role of focus and attention in creating a new desired reality, the role of your body in energy management, and how you may be unconsciously splitting or splintering your energy with conflicted thoughts. So let's dive into mindset management alone because I know this is what you hear, right? This is what so many coaches and teachers are teaching is that mind over matter, your mind affects your energy. Well, I teach mindset too, and I love supporting people with noticing what they're actually thinking and being teaching them how to intentionally shift to a new thought because it is true. Our thoughts do create a vibration. Thoughts have an effect on energy. And this is because thoughts have an effect on our feelings. I teach something called the thought frequency sequence. And how that works is that our beliefs generate a thought. Our thought generates an emotion. That emotion generates what we do. We act out of our emotion. And then that gives us the reality or the outcome that it does. So if you want to change your emotion and your vibration, change your thought. There's some logic there. For sure. But mindset management or thought management alone is limited if you're relying on that by itself. If you're just thinking a new thought and bam, you hope a new reality appears, that's limited in the approach. And the reason is that you cannot isolate a wave. So even while you're thinking this forward moving new reality, change has happened thought there are all kinds of other waves happening in your body, around you, in your aura, and in the field at large, in the world at large. And you can't isolate just one of those waves. So while you're thinking your very positive thought, even if you hold your attention fairly well on that thought, there are 
so many other energetic influences. And they will have an impact if you're not aware of what's happening with your own energy, and especially if you're giving your energy away. Beyond that, even with most thought management, when I have taught um, thought management and had clients and we work out what's a new thought, if it's in the form of, say, an affirmation, be honest with yourself. Do you really believe the affirmation? Most affirmation teachers will say, go really specific and do like a total 180 from where you're at. But if your subconscious mind doesn't believe it, your body and your nervous system are going to listen to the subconscious mind. Your body and your nervous system are going to know that you don't believe it and you will still be feeling doubt and still vibrating at a fear level and maybe even at a danger level, afraid to make that change. Most people sustain a new thought, mm, I don't know, maybe five minutes, maybe on a good day, 20 or 30 minutes, but then slip into the pattern of going back to the old familiar thought. And that's because the mind loves familiarity and the brain loves familiarity. So mindset management alone isn't enough to truly create change in your life. Let's talk about the brain. Since I brought up the brain and the mind, you might be working against your own brain and therefore against your own energetic design and not even realize it and wonder why you just can't get yourself to do the things you know that you really want to do or why you can't get out of your comfort zone and create something new that you really do want to create. Well, the brain is hardwired to see newness as danger. If you don't retrain the brain every single day, all day, all day, every single day, the brain will see any kind of newness or change as unfamiliar, uncomfortable, and translate that as danger. Because the brain actually just, even though it's a miracle, it's, it's we don't even understand it, it's um, incredible and highly intelligent and neuroplastic and all those things we know about the brain, it also is like a mechanism. It listens to the mind. So whatever the mind tells the brain, the brain believes it, and the brain puts out the chemical and electric signaling to the rest of your body based on what the mind told it. So if the mind says you're stressed, the brain is going to put out stress signals. If the mind is afraid of something unfamiliar because its job is to keep you safe, the subconscious mind will always do what it thinks you want it to do and it is going to try to keep you safe. Then when you try to make a change, the mind is going to tell the brain there's danger. And unless you intervene, the brain is going to put out chemicals for all the stress response. If you've been wired in for fear in the past, and if you allow your mind to travel anywhere other than the present moment, if your mind goes to the past or if your mind goes to the future, it is highly likely your mind is going to tell the brain that there is a danger and that's going to have the brain send out signals then to your entire nervous system to go into sympathetic mode into fight or flight or freeze or fawn. And then that thought goes out the window. <laughs> that positive thought goes absolutely out the window. Busy brain is another problem. Busy brain elicits stress response also. And a stressed brain can't focus, 
can't remember things, can't learn, and certainly can't make changes. So what's a busy brain? Well, in a busy brain, a busy brain is a product really of our world of overstimulation. And when I say brain, it's really brain and nervous system, but there's so much overstimulation, amplified sound, light stimulation, competing priorities, too much to do, multitasking. It's really easy to get overwhelmed and, and send your brain into overstimulation or what I call busy brain. And it's up to you to bring your mind first back to the present moment. Usually that's easiest if you focus on yourself internally, what's going on in your body. That will take you out of any external situation. It'll take you out of your head. Take a couple of deep, deep breaths and ask what's going on in my body. Otherwise, the autopilot programming of both the mind and brain, and especially together, is going to be to trigger your nervous system into that fight, flight, freeze, fawn, and employ the stress response. Stress is really the opposite of energy. Every time you're stressed, you are giving your energy away. I'm going to repeat that. Every time you're stressed, it's like you're handing your energy to some outside force to do with it what it will. And you're left with very little. You feel tired. You feel overwhelmed. And you don't have the, the energy to take new action, to try something different. It'll feel easier to just go along with what you've always done. That especially is true in the fawn stage of the stress response. So stress is the opposite of energy. It constricts energy flow and it drains energy supply but you are in the driver's seat of making, creating your desired reality. You can make the change if you remember that you put, you are in the driver's seat. And the keys to, to run the car is your focus. So wherever you place your attention and focus is going to determine if you are stressed or if you have energy. And I'm going to talk more about attention and focus in a minute, but before I do, let me go a little further with what the brain does when they're scattered focus. When you're focused on multiple things, when you're sort of focused on the new habit or the new change that you want to create or the high vibration thought that you want to be thinking, but you're also a little over here worried about what's going on in the world and what your kids are doing and are you going to get everything done today that you need to get done? When the brain sees that there is scattered focus, it is just like any other change or newness. It's very overwhelming to the brain and the brain will respond with the stress response, which then affects even your cognitive ability. Now, when there's a real stress, if you're in a car accident or an injury or an illness, uh, that stress response has a purpose but the majority of stress is perceived. The majority of stress comes from a choice of focus and perspective. And if the mind is in a habit of perceiving stress or is in a habit of thinking about multiple things all at once, the body, your body is living in a chronic state of stress. And main symptoms of chronic stress are feeling tired, feeling unmotivated, feeling unfocused. You may have diminished ability to handle what's going on. You might feel weepy or 
short-tempered, easily triggered into reaction. And what makes matters worse is when this happens, oftentimes what I see is this temptation to blame yourself or have self-critical thoughts about having a lack of discipline or weakness. And there's all this chronic stress going on. There's no way you are going to be clear to move forward with creating a change. Your brain is going to shut down not only the brain itself, but your body. And over time, by the way, the effects of perceived stress have real physical effects on the body, including muscle soreness and weakness, headaches and migraines, feeling snappy, irritable, or moody, lightheadedness, blurred vision, dizziness, poor appetite, poor memory, short attention, feeling hopeless, not feeling motivated. Unless you step in and choose a new focus in the present moment as quickly as possible, you're really creating an environment within the brain and the body where dis-ease can come in fairly easily. The immune system is suppressed as well, for example. So solution for a busy brain is stepping back in and choosing a new focus. So number one, noticing the moment you become stressed or feel scattered, identifying if you can in that thought frequency sequence, the thought that led to the stressful feeling. And I'll, I bet you anything, it's a thought about the past or the thought about a future, which can be a worry about the future. But if you bring yourself right back to this present moment, take a breath, ask what is real right now. You can interrupt the focus on the stress-causing thoughts or surroundings and shift your focus to your body and the present moment. Now, something that interferes in the brain um, and exacerbates the stress, stress response is if you are depleted in your neurotransmitters. If you're depleted in your neurotransmitters, your stress level and, and inability to cope with stress, your anxiety, your irritability, even anger, even wanting to withdraw or feeling overwhelmed or feeling unmotivated or not being able to focus, all those things could be biochemical. They might not even be about your your actual lack of focus. It could be that you're biochemically depleted in key neurotransmitters and that's creating a lack of focus. So keep that in mind. It's not always about what you're thinking or what you're not thinking, what you're focused on or what you're not focused on. Sometimes it's biochemical. I, I have a self-scoring brain chemistry assessment. It's a bit.ly slash brain chemistry assessment. I will drop this into the show notes because in five minutes or less, you can tell if you are biochemically depleted and if that is why you're giving your energy away and sabotaging your own energy. Okay, so now let's talk about deeper about the role of focus and attention in creating change or a new desired reality. Now that you know what your brain does with something new, and with what you place your attention on, let's talk about where you're placing that attention. It's time for a reality check. What you focus on becomes or continues to be your reality. It's as simple as that. What you focus on either becomes or continues to be your reality. 
So right now, as you're listening to this, what have you been thinking about and feeling for the last hour? What did you think about and feel the first hour this morning, the first hour that you were awake? What do you automatically give your focus and attention to? Do you just wake up and dive right into emails and your to-do list and the problems that you need to solve? Or do you place your attention with how well things are going or how much you've already accomplished? or how easy some things are? Or do you automatically shift outside of yourself to the to-dos, the obligations, the responsibilities, the problems, the challenges, what's going on in the world, what other people are doing, what other people are not doing that they should be doing, all wherever your attention goes, that is where your energy flows and that is the reality you're going to continue to experience, where your attention goes is where you give your energy away. If there is a problem, let's say there is um, uh, somebody in your work environment that you're having some kind of dispute or conflict with. If that is what you pay attention to primarily during the day, it is like you are literally handing your energy to that person. To that person that you're thinking should be doing something different and not doing it that way and that you're having this conflict with, it's like you're literally serving up your energy on a silver platter to them. Even if you're not actively arguing with them or raging against what they're doing or anything like that, you can drain your own energy, create your own energy energy leaks all by yourself, all in your own head simply by placing your attention on that problem. And most people automatically go to the never-ending to-do list of obligations and the responsibilities and how hard it is and how much time you don't have to do it and the challenges and the problems. And that's where their attention or focus is primarily all day. Either that or it's just on the outside world, the news and the wars and the, and the, you know, illnesses and everything going on in the world, but whatever, wherever you place your attention, first thing in the morning is going to set a vibrational dial. And if you are setting your dial to problems or things that are not going well, things that are wrong with yourself, maybe with your own body, with your life, with a relationship, with your job, whatever it is, That's where you're putting your energy. You're handing it over. Even if you came off of a magnificent visioning session just the day before, but when you wake up, you set your dial for all those things that are not going the way you think that they should be going, then your predominant focus becomes your reality. And you're investing energy, not just handing it over. You're investing your energy in all the things that are going wrong. Likewise, throughout the day, even if you set your dial in the morning to the change you want to create, the new reality you want to create, when you go throughout the day, do you slip back into placing your attention on all the familiar external focuses, to-dos, responsibilities, problems, challenges, and live Groundhog Day all over again? If you are, you're leaking energy and it's 
it's not anything out there that's causing it to happen. I say it with love, but it is all you're doing. So why is it such human nature to focus on the outside? Well, to keep things predictable or to try to control things in a misguided thought that if we do that, then nothing bad will ever happen. We'll stay safe. But we st- what do we stay safe from? Stress? Um, no, because the focus and attention where, where you're placing it might be creating that very same stress, illness that you thought you were avoiding by trying to keep things predictable or controllable. Not to mention the fact that, again, you can't isolate a wave, so you can't control the outside world anyway. You can't control it anyway. So what's the solution for this? Awareness, awareness of where your focus is at all times. Because it is a myth that if you focus on the problems or try to control and predict that you'll be safe and things will get easier and life will be perfect, that is a myth. Your energetic design works with the universe to deliver whatever you focus on, no exceptions. So the solution is checking in with your focus a minimum of once an hour, as often as you possibly can. What was I thinking? What was I feeling? What am I focused on? Is it what do I is it what I want more of? Is it what I want to create? And anytime you're focused on something that's in contradiction to what you really, really want, then just call back in that energy. How do you call back in that energy? Neutralize that situation. So let's say you're thinking about your um, your team member that's not performing and they're not doing things the way that you want them and you're probably going to have to let them go or something like that. Um, if you're certain of that, take action because that's that is a circulation of your energy. But the longer you sit and deliberate about it, worry about it, dwell on it, then it is that energy leak that's taking your energy. So instead, call back in the energy. Say, this employee is not doing what they need to be doing. This team member is not performing their role and it's okay. Right now, I'm choosing to focus on and fill in the blank. Redirect a minimum of an hour or every five minutes, but neutralize what you were thinking about. And it can be as simple as that statement of it's okay. You know, my um, my partner is showing signs that they're going to end our relationship and it's okay. I'm going to focus on Maybe it's taking care of my body. Maybe it's doing a good job at work today. But it is neutralizing the focus that you don't want to keep creating and then redirecting the mind to a new focus. I mentioned vision boards earlier. They're great, but only if you look at them. Only if you look at them several times during a day. If you set a phone reminder about what the changes you are committed to creating. If you have maybe one of those memo note apps on your phone and you describe that new reality, it's a wonderful practice if you put your focus on what you wrote as often as possible throughout the day. Now, ego mind will come in and say that this is a little denial. Oh, I'm just um, denying that a problem exists. No, it's intentional 
focus. It is intentionally focusing on things that will have you feel good. Why? Because you attract what you feel. I'm going to get to that here in a minute. But another bonus solution for, for scattered focus is don't stress your brain out by criticizing yourself if you lose focus. That's a double whammy. Then you're focused on losing focus and you're still going to elicit the stress response and lower your vibration. Okay, what's the role in energy man of your body in energy management? Your body is a sensory discernment tool. It is where you can feel your energy if you're tuned into it. It's the way that you know what you're feeling based on that thought. What is the emotion that that thought elicited? So when's the last time you checked in with your body? Have you checked in with your body as you're listening to me right now in the last hour? Have you said, what am I feeling? Not how, because that's almost like a yes or no question, but what am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? Turning your focus inward is another way to gather back up your energy that you've been handing out to all the wrong places bringing it back to you so that you can redirect it toward what you really do want. And just like the brain can't tell the difference between real events and imagined events or pictures of events, it will have the same chemical messaging sent out to a real stress or a picture of a stress or an imagined stress. Just like that, your emotional body, also sometimes referred to as the unconscious mind, doesn't know the difference between a real feeling and a visualized feeling, meaning that an emotion doesn't have to arise from an actual experience outside of yourself. It can arise from you consciously choosing to generate it. You can consciously choose with your body to generate an emotion. You can do an activity that makes you feel happier. You can just move your body. When we move in dancing, when we sit up straight, when we turn our heart up toward the heavens, it shifts our energy to a higher vibration. And you attract what you feel. The quality of your life comes down to the quality of the emotions you feel most often. And what it really becomes when you are playing that familiar comfort zone focus on all I have to do and how little time I have to do it and all of that, however that makes you feel, however you describe that, maybe it's stressed, maybe it's overwhelmed, maybe it's hopeless, maybe it's irritated, whatever that is, the more often you feel that emotion, your body literally memorizes it. So are you judging and attaching meaning to the emotions that you feel? Or are you simply noticing the emotions not having a double whammy, just noticing them and then redirecting the mind and the emotional body to think and feel the change that you want to experience. If, you're, if we analyze an emotion that bothers us or, or that we don't think we should have, we actually lead the brain right back to that very same stress response. The body follows. You get the same old, same old, the Groundhog Day, again, never ending circle, of stored and memorized emotion. 
The body sends 11 million bits of info to the brain per second. So what you feel in your body is another guidance to the brain. And you can get in that loop of an energy leak and a stress response over and over and over again. Or you can ask, what am I feeling now? Is it what I want to create? Oh, I'm feeling cranky. Do I want to create cranky? Do I want to attract all kinds of crankiness causing things to me right now? No, thank you. I'm experiencing. I love to say I'm experiencing even instead of feeling. I'm experiencing crankiness and it's okay. And now I choose to focus on um, how successful this morning's meeting was. Pick anything, anything that was successful or that you accomplished or even simply that you're satisfied with or gratitude, feel gratitude for. That will help your body work in alignment with what it is you're wanting to create. The last thing I want to touch on is when you're unconsciously splitting your energy with conflicted thought. People misunderstand this and think, no, like let's say you have a goal that you really, really want to start a new coaching business. I coach a lot of coaches, so I'm going to use this example. Let's say that you really, really want to start a new coaching business. And every time you think about that coaching business, you do think really positive, uplifting thoughts and you feel excitement and enthusiasm and you can't wait and you love what you do and the clients you've had so far. It just feels so good when you're supporting them and you see them changing, making changes in their lives and everything about it feels good. And then when you're not doing that, you are focused on the conflicts in the world you are focused on your roommate and how they don't keep the apartment as clean as you would like it to be, or you're focused on your lack of love in your life. You don't have a romantic partner right now and you feel like you've been dating forever and that person is never coming along. That is a totally different vibration and a totally different focus. And it is going to impede and interfere with the clear focus you had about your business. Even though it has nothing to do with your business, we attract what we feel. So this is how you might be sabotaging the very thing you want so much, which is the very successful coaching business, but you're sabotaging it with the energy you generate with your focus on your lack of a love life. The two things don't have to be related. Energetically, they are entwined. And that's a very conflicting, scattered, split energy when you have those two things going on in an internal conflict inside of yourself. So I've shared quite a bit here. I've taught a lot. If applied consistently, the solutions I named, if you apply them consistently and repeatedly, they work. They work and give you, they put the power back in your hands to make your energetic design work for you. Most people won't do that. They'll miss a step. They won't see where they're going wrong because the brain and the subconscious mind are going to try to keep you in the familiar pattern. Oh no, that can't work for me because I would love to help you break through with that, break through that if that's what you're thinking. I help soul-driven women and entrepreneurs and powerful creators master your energy so that you can create change 
and the reality that you desire with much more ease. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, you can book a master your energy call with me. That's a bit.ly forward slash energy mastery call. I'll drop that in the comments or in the show notes. And if you're listening to this upon its release date, doors are open for the Vibrant Woman. The Vibrant Woman is a program that addresses brain and emotional body and downregulating nervous system and expanding capacity so that you can truly, truly master your energy and go from stretch to thin to feeling vibrant and alive. And if you're interested, more information on that is at bit.ly forward slash vibrant and then a little dash and then woman. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please do give us a rating or make a comment and I'll be with you next time. Bye for now. 